Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Monday, December 12th. It's halfway through the month, 13 days to Christmas, episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. All I can say is thank God for Amazon two-day shipping. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know what I'm going to be doing during Monday Night Football tonight, and that's not watching football. I'm going to be ordering presents. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I will be watching football because it's the Patriots versus some team in the desert. Excuse me? What? Excuse me? Yeah, what, 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 I'm sorry. Just want to say? I think you like that team in the desert. I like the team in the desert. Yeah. I like the team in the desert. Not only the team in the desert, but the team on Hard Knocks right now. Hard Knocks in season. I got to get the Cliff Kingsbury straw hat. <laughs> it's pretty good. I've got to find one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So before uh, we, so that we get a, we're going to have a hard stop on this episode to make sure that we fire up Monday Night Football at the correct time. So let's just hop, hop right into it. And we've entered a really fun part of the year. And in sports fans, when it's like the middle of the summer, and there's really just three sports going on. You got baseball, which is mostly regional, right? Most people yes. just follow their teams in July, mm-hmm. you know. Um, maybe they're rivals, depending on what things are in the standings. You have golf and NASCAR. Those are the sports that are going on. So sports NASCAR's talk, not a sport. Sports talk radio, you are really, <laughs> really, really going after it today. And... <laughs> The listeners agree with me. Wow, geez. I mean, first of all, never. I'm not. I'm not even going to entertain that nonsense. NASCAR is a sport. Everyone knows the sport. You have to be in shape. You can't. Anyway, move on. You can't. You can't let my pithy remarks trip you up. Keep going. Anyways, anyways. So in sports talk radio, they have to come up with all sorts of weird segments during the summer to to fill up to fill up the airtime because you're down three sports. And um, and so it's a lot of rankings, you know, best of, well, the best things from the last season, best of this, you know, top of this or that. And we're entering that period in the political season. It's a lame duck session. We're post-election. It's the holidays, so no one really wants to pay attention to things. There's some, some, some yelling about debt ceilings and whatnot, but we know from experience all this stuff gets sorted out and everyone's going to go home because... None of these people want to interrupt their already really, really cushy existence when it comes to just, um, you know, basically being, if you're a senator, you're on permanent vacation. It's like earning a six-year vacation. That's essentially what it is. And so the media has to come up with all of these things to, um, to fill up the paper, to fill up their website. They, you have to have content. Yep. You got to have content. content. No content. No advertising. No advertising. No money. No money. More problems. More problems. 
<laughs> no money, no problems. That's exactly right. And so we have fantasy, what I call fantasy politics season. Oh, like fantasy football? Pure fantasy politics season. And we had three great examples of it all, all smack us over the past couple of days. First, we woke up to a presidential trial balloon. Today, Senator Tim Scott got a nice little article in Politico planted by his friends, the Republican senators, <laughs> talking about what a great guy is. You know, if he wants to run for president, he can do it. And he's the kind of guy who could do it. And the article was just basically 750, 800 words of how Tim Scott's a good dude. All right. He's just a nice guy. Um, nothing about his accomplishments, really. Nothing about what he's done. Nothing about, you know, just the the Senate... The, the establishment arm of the Senate Republicans has pushed forward their trial, their first trial balloon of the season, and it's Tim Scott. All right. To which everyone said, that's great, Tim Scott, nice guy. Not, not sure, not, not sure he's, he's, he's going to take down Trump, DeSantis, and whoever else gets in. Oh, he wants to run. Maybe Tim Scott wants to run. Interesting. Right? It would be interesting. Tim Scott would be an interesting choice. He really doesn't have much of a track record of success as a legislator um, because he's a senator, and senators don't do much. That's he's not his very fault. popular, though. That's not his fault. That's just his job. It's not an attack on the guy. That's just the reality of the situation is that there's only so much that you could do as a senator, right? That's why all these you saw today, Mike Braun, senator of Indiana, leaving the Senate, going to run for Indiana governor. <laughs> um but um, but anyways, um, um, you know that's and that's the the thing. He's right, nice guy, likable. You know, throw in all of the adjectives about he seems like someone. He passes the presidential smell test. He looks like a president. He talks like a president. He acts like a president. Yada yada yada. You know, he's a senator. He's a senator. He's a senator who doesn't bring who does who doesn't who doesn't attract attention. I think would be another way to put it. What I think would be a problem for him in a presidential primary, especially as one as bruising as the Republican one is going to be in 2024, which is that, you know, that's that's it. He's he's just he's there. He's Tim Scott. And I just don't know in how a hyper partisan and hyper charged political environment, especially a primary where the base comes out and the base on both sides of the aisle, they want fighters. They want fighters. Yeah. Tim Scott doesn't come across as a fighter. He comes across as a great guy, great senator, you know, maybe would be a good president. Maybe it seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Maybe he'd be a good president. Maybe he wouldn't be. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is that he doesn't come across as someone who's going to deliver you a right hook politically. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I think that that's the biggest, the biggest thing that he's going to, he would come up against should he throw his hat into the ring, which is, is that his personality is a little, it's a little too down home South Carolina, you know, <laughs> you know, he's got to have a little bit more vinegar in him <laughs> to say the least. Um, and, uh, so that was the first fantasy politics story. So the, the, the corporate wing of the Republican senators, threw out their trial balloon and said, what do you guys, what does everyone think about Tim, President Tim Scott today? The second thing that I was reading about today is this fantasy, fantasy, fantasy world that keeps kicking about, which is that the moderate Republicans are going to band together with the Democrats 
and they're going to come up with some sort of moderate compromise speaker so that McCarthy doesn't get it or someone worse doesn't What's get it. What's wrong with McCarthy? I didn't see him. He doesn't Everyone scream. Everyone hates McCarthy. Everyone he doesn't hates scream McCarthy. extremist to me. The moderates hate McCarthy. The conservatives hate McCarthy. Everyone hates McCarthy. Why? Because he's just, he's Kevin McCarthy. That's not a reason. He's the next in line, so he's going to get the arrows. Right? Well, then whoever they vote is going to get the arrows. Uh, so why don't precisely, they like him? Precisely. Well, there's got to like be something more. What are you not telling they're me? They're worried they're worried that McCarthy is going to just do everything that the conservative, the Freedom Caucus wants him to do, and the moderates don't want that. Ah. And so they might band together with the Democrats to get someone to choose a more moderate Republican to be speaker and go, Hey, look, you don't want McCarthy as speaker. You're not gonna get a Democrat, but maybe you can get a a, a more a Republican more in the middle. Which would the, be... The confusion in your face is the same confusion that I had reading this article. It's the same confusion that most people have when reading this article because every single political consultant and every single congressperson who was interviewed for this, this article that I believe was in Politico today um, was, um, was just, this is never going to happen. Yeah, just, this is never going to happen. First of all, the Democrats are going to demand too much. Hey, if you want us to go along with this, we're going to want control of some committees. We're going to want subpoena power. The Democrats are going to act for a whole bunch of power. And the moderate Republicans would give it to them in a heartbeat. Um, but then the moderate Republicans would be run out of their own party and effectively lose their jobs. They would be primaried and they'd lose their jobs. Um, if they if they did what the Democrats are going to ask for. The second reason it's not going to happen is that it's not going to happen. Um, never, it was the last time that someone voted across party lines in a speaker election I read today was James Traficant, former rep, Ohio, Democrat, voted, um, voted Republican for a Republican speaker in 2002, or 2001, I should say, 2001, after the Bush election, and, uh, that would be Hastert, Hastert would have been the, uh, Speaker of the House, I believe, at the time, right? Or Hastert or Army? You're asking the wrong person. I'm That's a question for our friend Google. Speaker of the House. I just, it's like, do you have nothing better to do with your time, moderate Republicans? Seriously. Um, but anyway, so the reason why it's not going to happen, you know, so that's the other, so people vary, it was Hastert, John, uh, uh, Hastert, Dennis Hastert was the, uh, was the, um, good job. You were right. I was right. So anyways, so, so traffic can't vote for Hastert and what did he get? What did he get out of it? Well, he got, uh, investigated and then, uh, finally, I think he, I think he ended up getting kicked out of Congress. Anyways, anyways, not, not, not something that's not something that generally happens or will happen. And I would, I would assume that at some point Kevin McCarthy is going to have the, the votes to become the next speaker of the house. And, uh, and that'll be that. Um, and then the, uh, the third, the third fancy politics story is that no labels. Do you remember them? No labels. The, no the, labels? the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the independent third party group. No labels, the moderate party. Do you remember this? I this didn't know they were, thing. they called 20, themselves no labels. 2010, 2011, you might not remember this. I remember because this was in the heydays and when I was working in 
working in talk radio and this new no labels thing popped up and it was run by this guy who I forget what his name is. He's this dopey guy who always wears some oversized ten uh, gallon hat on uh, McKinnon, Mark McKinnon, Bush guy, well quote unquote Bush guy, former Democrat, you know was Bush's pal or whatever, and then he gets to walk around as a you know as a, I was I worked for George George W. Bush and I'm a I'm a liberal Democrat and the Republican Party ran away from me yada 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 he gets to play that card. Because the Bushes love hiring Democrats. Anyways, um, No Labels uh, is exploring maybe getting a third-party candidate nationwide on the ballot. Aye. Yeah, yeah. And uh, David Brooks, the kind of columnist that would be a, a, a gullible sucker for this kind of complete nonsense that, once again, will never happen, uh, explained in one of his uh, columns last week in the New York Times about the, the efforts, the seven, $70 million effort. They're going to get the candidate on all 50 states. Um, they're, looking for, they're, you know, they're really looking, looking to, to make this a serious you know, effort to get a moderate into uh, to the White House. And so, of course, people gamed this scenario out. And if Joe Biden an independent candidate, and Donald Trump ran against each other in 2024, Donald Trump would be elected president of the United States, and it would not be close. <laughs> really? Yes, it would not be close. Because Biden and the moderate would split a lot of votes, where Trump has such a firm grip on his base that he would, he would plus other Republicans, that he would be able to, he could take 40% of the vote, and the other candidates would get like 30% oh, each. Oh, all right, well then go for it. Right. Right, knock so, yourself out. So right, so it's called the the great plan to uh, to get Trump elected would be uh, no labels. So uh, Trump supporters out there, don't just give your money to Donald Trump. Give your money to no labels. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just wanted to hit on those stories because that's really the only thing that's going on in. Um, that's really the only thing that's going on right now in the political world. Um, I guess the biggest thing that's going to be happening, well, uh, I guess it's going to be changing now a little bit, is that they are arresting the crypto guy, the kid that's FTX, right. the FTX, FTX kid. He's being extradited from the Bahamas to the United States, and uh, he was supposed to take part in a hearing tomorrow in front of the House. Oh, but gonna, now he'll be in jail. I don't know if he's going to be able to make that hearing, but the current CEO... Um, of FTX will be at that hearing. He's the uh, he's the man who um, who uh, who sorted out Enron. He's the person who's been put in charge of sorting out FTX. So oh, probably good. the right guy for the for the job there. What could go wrong? Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. What is the worst? Where would you rather least least live? What a terrible like in the whole world. <laughs> okay, which of these two locations? would you would be the least desirable for you okay canada or massachusetts they're both have terrible weather yeah they're both socialist yeah which one's worse yeah it's still canada for me probably right Probably so. Let me so let me let me let's get more specific because I do have a I do have a point. At least in Massachusetts, you have the hoping that a Republican will win the presidency. In Canada, 
what? You're just hoping that they don't raise it from 75% taxes to 90% taxes? Basically. So here's what's going on with Canada right now. Canada is turning into the, the world center for assisted suicide. Gross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gross. It's gross on a whole bunch of different levels. So Canada is now therefore in this debate to expand. Are they doing an ad campaign around tourism for killing yourself? No, they're not. But they've actually had fashion designers do ads around like, you know, like looking your best, Hmm. you know, feeling your best during your final months. Oh, as you plan this out. Okay. No, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. What Canada is doing is they're debating whether they're going to allow mental illness as a condition that would allow you to have your assisted suicide. Yikes. You're feeling down on the dumps? Don't don't go to America and buy a gun and pull the trigger. Come to Canada. We'll kill you. The government will kill you. <laughs> on what planet... Could you imagine? I love. I. I. I want. I really. I want to know where the mental health. The it's okay to not be okay, people. I want to know what they think about this. Real uh, honestly, if it's okay to not be okay, do you also say you know what? It's okay for the government to put you down if you're not feeling okay. Is that it? Is that is that what we're coming to here? Don't don't try to improve your condition. Don't go outside. Don't try to figure out what's going on. Just kill yourself what uh, what a hell of a message to send to people yep what an absolutely incredible message to send to some of the most vulnerable people you know every and and i'm very happy that i'm not on social media but i can't imagine how bad it is on there these days and the messages and the kind of things that that you can stumble across if you are a person who is in that that I don't know what the right root term is compromised state, I would say, you know, if you're if you're looking to if you're looking to do make a drastic choice like that, um, you know, and you are in that frame of mind, uh, I don't think the government uh, you know, and you're you're looking at all this depressing standing at the government going, Oh yeah, yeah, come on, come on down. Come on down to the Toronto Death Center. We'll hook you up. You know, no big deal. Government sponsored, right? Not like that America where you'd have to pay for it. This is government health care. Government funded suicide. Come on down. We'll make it we'll make it nice and easy for you. Gross. What the hell kind of world is that? Do you do, do you get to bring someone with you and they can have an abortion while you kill yourself? Well, right. I mean, it, it's just, it's just the, uh, it, obviously abortion is the first, is another thing that comes to mind. We were talking about this and just the, the lack of respect and honor that the left has for human life. You know, they don't treat life as something sacred. They don't treat life as something that is precious, that, you know, depending on what you believe faith-wise and religion-wise and this and that and whether there's you know an afterlife or a heaven or a hell or this and that where putting aside whatever you believe happens once we pass there is a fact in that you got one shot at this one probably think i guess but as far as we know we only get one shot Mm -hmm. and You know, 
Your life can change in the blink of an eye, or even quicker. And to, to, to see a government not just promote the fact that it wants its citizens to kill themselves, <laughs> just for feeling down in the dumps, but like would actively advertise for it. You've, you've got to wonder, you would have to wonder as a citizen of that country whether your ruling class, whether the people that you've elected truly have your best interests at heart, or whether they're really just trying to kill off all of you to retain their position of power. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of what it sounds like they're doing. This kind of, this sounds, this sounds like, like eugenics in some form. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're depressed? Let's just kill you off. Oh, you're having a bad day? Let's just kill you off. You're not feeling so good? You know? Oh, man. That test. You studied really hard for that. You didn't do so well. You should just kill yourself. All right. What's the next topic? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying because this is what a horrible place Canada is. But then we've got... We've got Massachusetts, Dedham, Massachusetts, which she spoke to you about. This is the town, Dedham, Massachusetts. This is the town with the library that banned the Christmas tree. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, let me tell you, you want to know what else this town is? The town has relented. They're going to have the Christmas tree? The town is going to put up a Christmas tree. That's nice of them. The library is going to put up the Christmas tree. But, you know, this this fight caught the attention of, uh, of a woman on the Human Rights Commission in in Dedham. Okay. Do you... Uh, Is she worried about the rights of the tree? Now, first of all, I've got to say, have you ever heard of a town having a Human Rights Commission? No. They probably exist, sadly. They do. They do. They do exist. A Human Rights Commission in Dedham, Massachusetts. There can't be more than 15,000 people in Dedham, Massachusetts, by the way. Nevertheless, she called. Um, so it was Lisa Desmond brought was the original woman who brought this story to national attention through her Facebook post about how they're not going to put up a tree. So this woman who's on, on the Human Rights Commission in Dedham, Diane Loud, Called her uh, an F word, B word, a selfish F word, B word. Lovely. And then for a tree, for a, a blanking tree, you've put a lot of people's li- you've put people's lives in a lot of danger. A lot of danger. How? 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 I love this. This is the new thing. Like if you criticize me, you're putting my life in danger. How? 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 You're a crazy person who thinks that trees putting up a Christmas tree is offensive to people. You're a nut job if you're offended by a Christmas tree. Let me let me state for the record, if you look at a Christmas tree and you get angry and upset, move to Canada. They've got a program for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> this is why I brought it up. Because did you want to live in Canada where they just want to off you? Or do you want to live in a place like Dedham, Massachusetts, which put together a human rights commission for their town. That's okay. 
I mean, I'd still rather live in Massachusetts, sadly. Because you can just kind of zone that out. You can kind of zone it out. Somewhat. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It is It is kind of funny to see people get really worked up over a Christmas tree. At least they're just getting worked up. They're not, like, killing people with mental illness. Shots fired at Canada. According to its website, Dedham's Human Rights Commission was founded in 2017 and, quote, ensures that residents of the town enjoy equal opportunity to participate in and enjoy life in the town, regardless of their race, color, ancestry, national origin, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, age, religion, marital, family, or military status, socioeconomic status, ex-offender status, or disability. I bet they're a real fun bunch. <laughs> these I are, bet they're not easily offended. Let me tell you, like, right, these are the people that have the coexist bumper stickers. Oh, for sure. I think they give that to you when you get yeah. hired. Yeah, and there's no quicker way to identify the least tolerant person in the building or establishment you are about to enter than by quickly identifying the person with the coexist bumper sticker on their Prius. Once you identify that person, you have correctly identified the person who is guaranteed 100% of the time to make a scene or do something else that is completely inappropriate in public because they are a complete lunatic. Moving on to uh, more people losing their minds. Twitter. People, people are just losing it over Twitter. Now what? <laughs> well, so Elon Musk is destroying free speech. Right. Um, so, that's, so that's the big thing. Um, so he's, he keeps releasing these Twitter files, kind of letting us know what we already knew. Twitter's full of liberals. They yep. silence conservatives. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. So, anyways, one of the main figures of this is this guy, Yoel Roth, and he was the former uh, head of the Trust and Safety Division of Twitter. Well, it turns out Yoel Roth wrote a little interesting, uh, little, little interesting PhD thesis, and um, it was about how uh, Mr. Roth believes that uh, gay sex apps like Grindr which are used generally, uh, which are, tend to be used by underage, um, by underage um, people. They should make these apps safer for underage people to use. No, wrong. Wrong, wrong. That was his argument. That was his argument. So, so Elon Musk highlights this. It's like, hey, maybe, maybe the reason why we had such a such a child pornography problem on Twitter is the fact that the head of Twitter's trust and safety division was uh, was a guy who argued in favor of having apps like Grinder relax their standards so that underage minors can access the platform. Yeah. And you want to know what? You want to know what tweeting? What this man wrote? That put his life in danger, Katie. You highlighted this man's beliefs, Elon Musk. You've highlighted, you've highlighted this. And now he's now he's in danger. Now he's in danger. Can you can you believe this? Oh my gosh. He's had to. <laughs> Tell me if you believe this. He says that he's he's had to he's had to flee his home. Where? In San Francisco? Right? He had to flee his home in San Francisco? 
What are you talking about? First of all, it's not called fleeing your home during this time of year. It's called going on vacation, <laughs> right? And he got it. He got an eight-figure. This guy got an eight-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure buyout. He went on vacation. He didn't flee his home. He went on vacation, right? right. Okay. So let's let's let let's let's get the facts straight. But I love I love this this article and, and mediaite of of just of just the 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 pearl the pearl clutching over this and about how. How terrible it is that anyone could uh, could could go up to him because you want to know what you you want to you want to know you want to know why you can't point out in his beliefs. He's hmm. gay and Jewish. That puts him at risk from right wingers. You wrote it and put it on the internet. But he's gay and Jewish. The CNN. He's gay and Jewish. He's faced a storm of vitriol. So there you go. Gay and Jewish can't report what he writes. How great is this? I thought, wouldn't he like the free publicity? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably Even the better. most hits his articles ever had. Uh, the the left wing, yeah, I know, right? Um, he's <laughs> you can't attack this guy for money. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's going on over there laughing? I, I love this one because because the the meltdown continues, continues, and you start to see like how like these are like grown men having full blown meltdowns over a social media site. Right. I am looking for a lawyer, a law firm that will file a class action against Musk. For many of us who are here and long before he arrived, he has ruined Twitter in too many ways to explain in a tweet. At John W. Dean. It's not your company, bro. John W. Dean. If you cared about it so much, you should have bought it. This is great. You know who this? You know who this guy is? Hmm. Former Nixon White House counsel. Oof! How old is he? <laughs> right. This is right. Well, you want to know what? He's so old. He has nothing left in his life other than this blue bird. And this is it. This is this man's entire life. This man's entire life is this one little blueberry. You take this platform away from him, and he dies. Yeah. How sad is that? How sad is that? I just love reading these things. You know, oh, my gosh. just It's just so terrible what he's doing. They're ruining, they're ruining my life. Dude, go outside. Go for a walk. <laughs> Please, go for a walk. So that's it. That's it. This is, this is, the, this is the meltdown that uh that uh that twitter's twitter's trust and safety division was run by a guy who thinks that there need to be more underage kids on grinder that's a nice that's a nice corporate culture to have um quickly wrapping up uh i guess the news segments i don't i don't want you to be so too surprised by this news but mayo pete yeah he's got a taste for the high life what do you mean specifically private jet travel uh-oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's oh, got you're going to little... tell me he's into Miller Lite, isn't that the He's got a life? Gulfstream. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The high life. The high life. Um, he's got a Gulfstream? He's got a little bit of a Gulfstream problem. He's taking a lot, a lot of taxpayer-funded funded private jet flights because it's a little, it's more convenient for him. It's more convenient. It's more convenient for him and his staff. Oh, interesting. Yes, wouldn't it be so much more convenient for all of us? If you uh if you want to know why this is so funny, uh it's uh you can go back to many several previous episodes of the Elephants in the Room where we talk about the Secretary of Transportation, Mayor Pete, and his love of high gas prices because it's forcing a transition. 
to an electric car only future where we're not going to have these evil, disgusting, gas guzzling cars on the road. These internal combustion engines, they've got to go. He says this. He says this openly. Mayor Pete this summer was happy about high gas prices because it's accelerating the transition. Mm-hmm. And yet he flies private. Right. Why isn't he driving his little electric car everywhere? Oh, is that because it would take you a bajillion days to get anywhere? Never get anywhere. Interesting. All right. What's our food item? I didn't have a food oh, item. You know, you've really been slacking on this. I've been I've been trying to find food items. It's tough to find food items. Um I've got like a lot of other, I've got like more news stories than anything, but I did, I found an aggressive neighbor. So as we've talked about, we are big Christmas decoration folks. Yeah. Our neighbor, our neighborhood is not as big into the Christmas as it is Halloween. I don't know. There's quite a bit amount of decoration. I guess that's true. That's true. I guess, I guess what I should say for Halloween is I was shocked by how many people were into Halloween. That I think it surprised me I more because we were, I'm used to Christmas. We were above average on Halloween and we're just average on Christmas. Above average? We were outstanding on Halloween. We were way above average on Halloween. Anyways, so someone received this notice on their uh, on their door. Yeah. Congratulations. You have won. This is not our neighborhood, by the way. I saw this online. I saw it on Reddit. Congratulations, you have won the Humbug Award because you have chosen to be a Grinch and not put up Christmas lights. You have disappointed all the children, young and old, and art in your community. LED lights are inexpensive to run and can be purchased even in secondhand stores for reasonable prices. They can last years. I'm sure cost is not an issue and it is more about being too busy with your devices than anything else. Do you remember when you were a child and you saw all the Christmas lights on your street? What happened? Next year, do better and bring a smile to those in need. But remember, you still have time. It only takes a little effort to make a big difference. Love strong and love long. Putting up lights for other faiths counts too. Why not show your pride with color? Happy holidays. Um, that's taking care into a whole new level. Wow. I, uh, I really like legitimately don't even know what I would do if I were... Well, we would never get it because we have our inflatables up because... But first what of all... What kind of a person sends that? That's my like, question. Be the change you want to see in the world. How about instead you knock on their door and go, I'd really love it if we could have Christmas lights around the neighborhood. Would you mind if I put these strings up on your house and here is a check for $50 to cover the electric bill? If it's that important to you, then go be the change. So we lived in a neighborhood that was a destination for people to drive through because we put up luminarias. And it was one person in the neighborhood or two people in the neighborhood took it upon themselves every year to go, hey, look, you know, I'll be the one to, to, to organize it. And I'm sure it was a pain in the rear to make sure that everyone got to do it because there are people who are out of town, right? People go out of town on Christmas and you don't want gaps because it looks bad. So you got to make sure, you know, all that stuff is out there. So exactly, right? Like if you're doing an, a structured neighborhood thing where everyone's doing it, you got to talk to the person. But this doesn't sound like that. This just no. sounds like someone who has a, who, who 
has like a said, beef with someone. I don't even know. Like, I, what would even what, what would what would cause someone? I like you said. I don't know. I don't know what. Plus, absolutely. like you live in this neighborhood. Like, you really want to go make enemies with people who live right around the corner from you, right? And not just that. A lot of people have doorbells with cameras on. They can figure out like. You're running a pretty high risk these days of dropping off a letter like this of them knowing exactly who you are. Which I guess at this point, if you're such a complete nut job, you probably don't mind. You'd probably shout. Also, out the they rooftops. probably know who it is. I, I have a feeling they know who it is. I mean, that was going to be my last point. Like, what is chit started? They know exactly who this is. Yeah. Um. Just advice: be the change. Don't do what this person did. Nope. Um. Do you have any food things? Um, no, but I could come up with one. <laughs> come up with one? <laughs> we'll save it for next time. We did the neighbor the neighbor instead. We did the neighbor instead. So go put up your LED lights or you're going to get nasty grams from your neighbors. Yeah. Be careful. One elephant went out to play upon a spider's web one day. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess.